Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Omis, episode 125. Hey, Richers, this is a special episode because it talks about how each of you can and should become an influencer in your field. On this episode, I'll give you examples from different markets. We will hear three of my interviewees talk about how they became influencers in their field and how that led them to become so successful. And at the end, I will also share with you tips and ideas of how each of you can build yourself to become the voice and the influencers in your market category. How to become the influencer of your new market? I was standing in Lipton's testing room in Bristol, UK, with the Global Marketing Director in 1996, learning one of the most important lessons in marketing. Today, for my 32 years in marketing, I know that the best and easiest way to succeed in launching a new product and building a successful brand is by leading the market category. The idea is taking ownership of a market category in the minds of the customers. One of the four basic market strategy definitions is what market category should we play in and can we lead. If you can't lead the market, you should invent a new market category. The most famous example of that is probably the story about Miller Beer. Miller wanted to grow and lead the US market for beers. However, the beer market was totally saturated then, and any farmer who grew barely could quite easily build a brewery in his farm and start selling beer. Miller looked for the differentiation point. Marketing was in its infancy. Miller had done research and found there is a need for a light, less bitter beer with a smaller amount of alcohol. So they invented a new kind of beer. They could have launched the new beer by calling it the new Miller beer, but they didn't. Instead, they called women, young drivers, and other potential audiences of such a product to try the first light beer in the world. They didn't promote Miller beer. They were the new needed category. They took ownership in the minds of the customers as the leaders of a new kind of beer and dramatically increased the value of the Miller brand. With time, other beer producers penetrated into the light beer market. However, Miller Lite was for a long time the market leader of the light beer category. Today, Miller Lite is the third most popular beer in the US. The most interesting thing is that all three leading beers in the US today are light beers. Entrepreneurs 
who invent new products also create new market category. Taking ownership over this new category can be critical to the strength of your brand and the value you can achieve for your entrepreneurship. But let's go back to the testing room in Bristol. At that time, Lipton was marketed worldwide as the leading tea brand in the world. By saying to me, you should become the queen of tea, this Unilever director meant that I should know everything about tea and be the voice of the world's leading tea in the local markets where I was Lipton's marketing director. Become the voice of your new category. Once you decide, based on research and market overview, what market category you can lead and take ownership of, it's time to become the voice of this category. You should make sure to speak in the name of the new category and not to promote your product. People become more and more skeptical towards advertising and promotion. The equation here is simple. People want to be updated and learn about new categories and solutions that are relevant for them. However, I always say that people love to buy but hate to be sold to. The idea of how an expert can become known in their field of expertise is brought to us by Mark Schaefer in his excellent book, Known. When I wrote my book, Known, it was about how creating an effective, powerful personal brand is really the only sustainable competitive advantage we can have. I was addressing the question, could anyone become known? Many of the successful entrepreneurs I interview on this show are recognized as influencers in their field. Before I share with you the practical steps you should take in order to become the influencers of your market category, I'd like to share with you the stories of three successful and unique entrepreneurs that are not only the influencers in their field and the voice of their market category, they are also making a meaningful impact on the positive side of our world. And that's, my friends, as I see it, means winning the bigger prize in one's professional life. The first interviewee, who is one of the earliest influencers of social media content, is Jeff Bulas. Jeff was fascinated by this new trend of social media and started to learn about it on the one hand and to share it in his blog on the other. Let's hear how he started and how he became an influencer. Jeff Bullis is a digital entrepreneur, marketing blogger, keynote speaker, digital strategist, consultant, and best-selling author. He works with companies and executives to grow their online personal brand businesses through social, digital, and marketing automation. And he gets over 5 million visitors to his blog per year. Jeff was listed on Forbes as one of the top 20 influencers of CMOs for 2017 and was ranked by Apollo as the number one global digital marketing influencer for 2016. I just shared with our audience what you did until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us 
what are you doing today and what are you most passionate about? Where are you heading? Um, my mission is actually to uh, educate and inspire people to win at business and life in a digital world. So that's what we are about. So it's very much about being global. It's about uh, helping people to understand the digital world and then also to create a life that they love um, in the digital world, whether it's creating a business or building a personal brand you know, within a corporation or on their own, um, and learn the power of actually creating on this social global web. And where are you heading? What is in front of you? Um, we're developing, uh, sort of taking the business to the next level, which is to uh, bring out some new products, uh, write a new book, which will help launch those, which is in that uh, mission space. Um, it's also to speak uh, at more conferences around the world um, and get to meet people face to face. I love that part of it. Um, so there's some of the things we're working on. Can you tell me a bit about the Jeff Bullis company? It's a company for many years, isn't it? Um, yes, I, it started as a passion project, so it really wasn't didn't, wasn't any big idea to be another Facebook or anything like that. It was just uh, started from reading David Meerman Scott's The New Rules of Marketing and PR in 2008, and he talked about the power of content to attract an audience, and uh, instead of having to go and chase them with outbound cold calling and other different tactics that have been around for decades. And I thought that sounded actually like a good idea because I've built businesses using cold calling, work for corporations using cold calling and other outbound tactics. And this is in the era when the you know, web really didn't exist. Uh, so um, then I came upon Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, which talked about building a business in this digital world. And I went, okay, I like the idea. And then last piece of inspiration um, was uh, reading a blog post by HubSpot. And it said, if you have an inkling of what you want to write about or start a business on, start a blog. So I thought, what's a blog? So that's that yeah. was the inspiration. So I discovered a blog was just a place to actually create and share ideas with the world. And the topic uh, was inspired by my observation about what was happening uh, with social networks. Everyone was obsessed with Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram. And I went, wow, okay, there's something going on here. So my topic uh, that I started to create content around was social media and the tech world. And, and then mobile showed up. And so that's how JeffBullis.com started. But at the time, I was actually uh, unemployed. But a few weeks later, I got a job in a digital agency where we built e-commerce sites for companies. And um, so, but I continued to write and create and publish on my blog late at night initially. And then I got up at 4.30 a.m. for the next four years mm. um, before I started my day job and just created content and then shared it and then you know, hustled out to the global audience. That's how we really got started. When was it? When did you start your blog? I'm curious about that. It started in March 2009. So it. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a while now, actually. So it's eight years. And uh, so what happened after starting and I worked for four years for this digital agency and uh, eventually I was going overseas, taking leave without pay. And I said, well, Jeff, you're not really interested in our business too much. We'll cut you down to three days a week and then two days a week. And finally, about three and a half years ago, they said, well, Jeff, why don't you contract back to us, you know, a few hours a week and you can focus on your blog. And I went, oh, OK. So the passion project mm. had been tipped into a full-time business and uh, it's been growing ever since and we've been having fun. It doesn't feel like work. It's um, built up a virtual team and we have an editor, we have a marketing manager, we have copywriters, we have tech guy, we have a marketing automation person. So it's 
started just as a passion project that escaped the lab. Can you please tell us a bit about who are your customers today and how did you figure out who should they be or did it just happen? I wrote about what I loved and observed, so that was social media. And so a lot of the people, uh, my audience, were people that were of that same tribe. They were fascinated by social media and how you could use it to build a business or you know, build a personal brand, how you could actually get content to move. So they were some, I suppose, mum and dad bloggers, uh, mummy bloggers, uh, <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> Uh, um, but some of the readers of my blog, in fact, I recently I was nominated um, as one of the top in 20 influencers for CMOs in the USA. So a lot well, of CMOs read my blog as well. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs read my blog. So it's, it's read by both corporations, digital agencies and entrepreneurs. Um, and that's, that's my target audience. But I, I really wrote about what I was really interested in. And I still do that today. So... Uh, now we have guest authors that uh, write write for us. Uh, they write about four blog posts a week, and I write one a week, which is normally an opinion piece or something that is more in the entrepreneurial digital entrepreneurial space. So uh, I, I love writing. I discovered that I love you know wrangling words and um, and I've become a better writer over the years after being quite average um, because I used to have the spelling police turn up and say, Jeff, you your English spelling is not very good or your grammar, the police also turned up and went, Jeff, your grammar's not very good. And I went, well, that's fine. Um, I have an audience. How's your blog going? And most of the time they wouldn't answer that. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that, that, that's where we are and that's how it happened. The second interviewee you could learn a lot from about influencing came from a totally different technology, Kevin L. Jackson was one of the first experts in the new world then of cloud computing. Let's hear how he became an entrepreneur and an influencer in this field. Kevin L. Jackson, Advanced Technology and Business Strategy Expert. Kevin L. Jackson is a globally recognized cloud computing expert, thought leader, industry influencer, and founder, author, of the award-winning Cloud Musings blog. He has also been recognized as a top 5G influencer on Alitica 2019, a top 1,000-tech blogger, Rice Social Media 2019, and provides integrated social media services to AT&T, Bosch, Ericsson, and other leading companies. As an associate consultant with A.T. Kearney, he provided cloud computing and cybersecurity management consulting services to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Other internationally recognized firms that have sponsored articles authored by him include Cisco, Microsoft, Citrix, and IBM. Mr. Jackson has also been featured in podcasts and online video with Dell, Intercorporation, O'Reilly Media, and National Public Radio. In May 2018, he was awarded an Information Security Leadership Award for his work in the U.S. federal government sector by the President International Information System Security Certification Consortium. Kevin L. Jackson, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Well, thank you very much, Hayek. 
It is a pleasure. I'm so happy you're here. And you have so many interesting things that I want to ask you about. I just shared with my audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Well, great. Well, thanks again for having me on your show. So I started GovCloud Network about 2013 because after retiring from the U.S. Navy, I worked as a corporate executive for, for many, many years. And during that time, I grew my expertise in applying advanced technology to seemingly intractable business challenges. Yeah. That often led to the development of novel internet-based information brokerage businesses models that would interact with mobile devices because I was doing a lot of work with the military and with the government and the intelligence community. And, you know, they have, you know, they were like the only people that had these large global networks hmm. and had the money and the urgency to actually build and deploy the solutions that I was thinking of. But eventually, wow. but eventually, all of that turned into cloud computing, and, and my ideas became commercially viable. Hmm. So after I was repeatedly urged to start my own business, I started GovCloud Network in 2013 as sort of like being an industry partner uh, capable of providing integrated social media and cloud computing and cybersecurity consultancy. And this was targeted to organizations that wanted to leverage advanced technology. You know, I've been imagining for years, this journey of marketing and of building an idea and a desire or perception in the mind of the customer mm -hmm. as climbing a mountain. You know, step after step after step. And then in one moment, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I ask you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wish to climb a mountain. And although I talk about physically or literally a mountain, you can take it wherever you want to. So what is your mountain answer? Well, you know, I've, I've actually, I've never climbed a, a mountain, so to speak. I've, my son, uh, Carl, and I used to do a lot of hiking in the backwoods, there were these big, you know, hills or, or small mountains, I guess, you know, not the Himalayas, but it, they would be fairly steep and, <laughs> and we would get winded and we would be helping each other to get up to the top. And it was always nice to get up. But there's also a mountain that we call life hmm. that we always have to be climbing. And I think it's important to never give up climbing on the mountain of life. People have asked me, for instance, when would I retire? And I say, I'll never retire <laughs> because, because being relevant to society gives me life. I mean, your business delivers value to society. And in return, you feel good about living. So never give up on life by always staying relevant. Hmm. Keep climbing. Beautiful. I love this mountain answer. <laughs> the third and last interviewee to learn from how to succeed 
through becoming an influencer in your field is just timely. And his story is unique because first, he didn't become an influencer until he focused on his unique advantage. And second, from his own experience, Josh became really passionate about personal influencing. Josh Stimely is an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and executive coach. He has written over 300 articles for publications like Fortune, Time, Forbes, Inc., Mashable, TechCrunch, and Entrepreneur, and is the author of Chief Marketing Officers at Work, which was recognized in Success Magazine as one of the five best business books of 2016. Entrepreneur Magazine put Josh on their 50 inspirational entrepreneurs to watch in 2017 list. Forbes recognized him as one of the 25 marketing influencers to watch in 2017, and he was ranked number seven on Richard Topia's list of top 100 most influential CMOs. Josh lives on a farm near Boston with his wife, two children, and 27 horses, and is an avid reader, trail runner, triathlete, and skateboarder. Josh Stimely, what a real pleasure to have you here. Hi. Thank you, Hyatt. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, it's so great to talk with you. And as I told you before, I was planning to interview you for quite a long time. I see your articles all over and I see what you do and it's fantastic. And I really wanted my listeners to hear about that. So thank you for coming. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? So what I'm most passionate about today is influence, personal influence. I believe most people are good people, and if I can help people to increase their influence to be more influential, then they will use that influence to do good things and make the world a better place. So that's my mission. I'm on a mission to help people become more influential so they can change the world. Wow. Do you have specific ways that you are working by with people or you're just doing it in different ways? I do. I I have courses. I have a book that I'm writing right now called The Seven Systems of Influence. I have my blog. I have an email newsletter and I'm active on social media. Yeah. But the, the way this all came about is because I have a business, a digital marketing agency, mm-hmm. And we don't focus on personal branding or influence. We focus on helping businesses to sell more. So we do search engine optimization and things like that. When a few years ago, I started working on my personal brand as a way to market that agency. And it really worked in a huge, huge way, which maybe we can get into more detail later. But it was that experience of working on my personal brand and seeing it build my business that made me think, this is fun, and this is something that I would love to help other people do. I'd love to help other people work on their personal brand so they can build their business or get their message out. And that's how this all started. And then it went to from coaching to these courses to working on this book. And I'm trying to get the word out any way I can to help people understand how personal branding works, how influence works, so they can apply it in their businesses or their lives. Wow. And what really worked for you? What was the one or two things that really made it for you in terms of becoming an influencer? Well, I 
I wish I could say that I was smart and I had a plan and I came up with this creative idea and it really worked out well, but it was an accident. It dropped in my lap. I have a friend, Cheryl Snap Connor, and she's a public relations guru. And she was writing for Forbes. And I went to her and I said, hey, I need help with my business, marketing my business. What could I do in terms of PR to help my business grow? And she gave me some tips. But then I asked her, I said, how'd you get into this Forbes writing thing? And she said, oh, well, Forbes has this contributor program where you write for free and Forbes gives you the privilege of publishing your articles on Forbes and it's great publicity for your business and what you're doing. And she said, hey, do you want me to introduce you to my editor? Hmm. And I almost turned her down because I was so busy running my business. I thought, oh, I don't have time to write an article every single week for Forbes. Hmm. I almost turned her down, but I kept my mouth shut and I just said, thank you. Yes, I would love an introduction to your editor. And so... Hmm. Two weeks later, she introduced me to her editor at Forbes. He read my blog. He liked what I was writing. He said, hey, we want you to write for Forbes. And so this was in 2013. And I began posting articles on Forbes once a week. And once I figured out what I was doing on Forbes, it started generating a lot of leads for my business and helped our business sure. grow. And over the past few years, we've been able to track millions, over $5 million in revenue back to the articles wow. that I've written for Forbes. So it's been huge for my business. It's been huge for me. And those articles on Forbes led to writing for other publications. So now I've written for over 20 publications, including Fortune, Time, Entrepreneur, Inc., Fast Company. Incredible. We had Jeff, Kevin, and Josh telling their part of becoming an influencers. It didn't happen to them because they looked how to be recognized as influencers. It happened because any one of them found his unique voice through focusing on what they were really good at and passionate about. This was where they chose to focus, and then each of them started to speak in the name of their new market category or field. So how to become the influencer in your new market? You should start producing content to teach your target audience around your unique field and business. I would like to share with you a few examples for content creation. You can create a story of the new category, how it has developed, and what does it do. You should have a very strong presence on social media. Consider creating a company podcast about the new market category you represent. Create a blog that focuses on and covers the market category. Create the formal homepage for the category. Open groups in Facebook and LinkedIn named after the new category and write a lot of how-to tips for potential customers. The last part of writing about becoming an influencer is the part about consistency. When I talk about consistency, I refer to two elements. The first is the importance of creating some kind of similarity between the different pieces of content. If you want to create an impact, people need to be able to recognize you. The other kind of consistency is the kind Mark Schaefer talks about, the ability of keep going. It was one of the most profound lessons I have learned, he said. Consistency is more important than genius. I never would have made it if I had quit. 
you have to find a way to keep going. Trevor Craner, whom I interviewed on another podcast show, talked about consistency when I asked him about his key success factor. Consistency is the new currency, he said. I did not like the word discipline. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. Not even me. 2,800 days ago, I made the decision that I would become disciplined enough to work out every day. And now, 2,800 days later, I have exercised every single day in a row. Doesn't matter if I was stuck on an airplane or sick, I still found a way to stretch and exercise. This proved to myself that I could be consistent. Becoming an influencer in your field of expertise is a great opportunity to multiply your chance to succeed. Those who succeed are those who become an influencers and make a change. Those who succeed most makes an impact on their world. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.